The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Roto Hour here on SportsGrid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined today by... Christopher Pacheco, as we continue our analysis on uh, anything and everything that you can possibly gamble on, wager on, play fantasy sports on in a world with no NFL, no NBA, no baseball. Uh, you know, so we are we are starting to get some stuff back, though. We have the German Bundesliga, which is their top flight soccer division, uh, probably like the third or fourth best league in the world, depending on uh, how you want to pick those nits. We have some golf coming up on Sunday, where we have the match between Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, and their superstar quarterback partners, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Got uh, got some UFC going on on Saturday. Uh, UFC, not not really, not really for me. Pacheco, I, I tried it. I, I, I tried to watch it, and uh, I, I actually, it's kind of like League of Legends or CS:GO, where like if you if you don't know what's going on, it just it just looks like a cloud of dust. I, I don't know. Are you are you a UFC guy? Have you been able to get into it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've watched a lot of UFC. Um, thing is, I haven't played a lot of DFS for it. It's not very difficult to do so, but my understanding is there's a, a good amount of ties as well, like a good amount of overlap uh, between these players. Yeah, ton- tons um, of dupes. Yeah, Tons of dupes, but uh, as far as like watching UFC fights, I, I absolutely love the sport, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's a uh yeah, it's it's a cool sport. It's cool. Uh it seems like that is one of the leagues that is uh most committed to mm-hmm. continuing their sport, you know, making sure that it continues to happen in the middle of a global pandemic. There are probably a lot of, you know, football fans, baseball fans that wish that their league would, you know, just hurry up and and get things under underway, but mm-hmm. one of the leagues that we know has uh has got things underway is the German Bundesliga, and uh, you know they they've done a lot of really intelligent things in terms of testing, in terms of implementing quarantine rules. So there's going to be a full slate of games this weekend. We are going to talk about the Sunday games here in a little bit. We're also going to talk about how to play fantasy sports. You know how to play DFS for for uh, this league. But I mean, one of the first things that I want to chat about is what do we expect the American reaction to be to you know the the biggest sport on their TV being professional yeah. soccer, right? Do we, do we think that this is going to be something that 5 million people watch 10? Like, do we, do we think that this is going to be, do we think that this is going to be one of the larger things on TV? Or do we think that, you know, it, it might kind of end up being like the KBO where there was a lot of excitement for that first day and then, uh, and then it kind of fell off. Well, I think there's, there's a, good amount of variables in play here the first one and i think it's a really important one davis is the time of of these games being aired 
My understanding is these games happen uh, early in the morning uh, on the weekend. Um, so it's not, you know, it's yeah, not there will be there will be 830 in the morning central time uh, mm-hmm. is is the primary start time. However, on both Saturday, Sunday and Monday, there are more. So it's like primetime German television, which is more, you know, like noon, one o'clock in the afternoon here in right. the States. And those games are going to be, you know, they have a big Bayern Munich game. Uh, and then there is a big game on Monday as well. Uh, that mm-hmm. is the, uh, the Werder Bremen Bayer Leverkusen game. My, my guess is that Monday game that takes place at uh, at 11:30 central time on Monday between Bremen and Leverkusen I think that is going to be uh just like that is going to be the most watched Bundesliga game in uh, in American history I would think Yeah I think this league has a, a real chance of being very popular especially being that it's one of the only things that we have uh to wager on uh over here uh, it's a very legit league. It's, as you mentioned, one of the best leagues in the in, in the entire world. Um, so I think, you know, in the immediate future, I think soccer could become really popular uh, here in the United States. Um, as far as staying power, that's where I, I think I have my doubts, Davis. Yeah, I mean, just you're you're not gonna find you're not gonna find people watching soccer over college football when it comes back. You're you're not right. gonna find people watching. So I mean, you know, maybe they'll convert some people. Uh, you know, I I think I probably am more excited on average to watch an English Premier League match than I am most college football games, other than the mm-hmm. University of Oklahoma. But you know, for for the most part, I am I am more interested in uh, soccer. But obviously, that's uh, that's not the way that everyone is gonna go. So. I thought uh, another. I, I thought that you know a great way to approach this segment would be to you know just talk about how these leagues work for daily fantasy. And uh, you know I I think that uh, you know the average person off the street basically you know they're going to be able to say, uh, okay, what do, what do we get? What do we get points for? In uh, what do we get points for in these leagues? You get points for goals and assists. But uh, you know the the game on DraftKings Pacheco is a lot more complex than that and uh i in a way that i think rewards people who are you know fortunately or unfortunately for people who are going to be dipping their toes into the pool for the first time but it 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 does really reward people who understand how the individual teams work because so much of the points come from guys who are the deliverers of corner kicks and free kicks yeah certainly and i think if you're looking for a comparable sport uh, given that a lot of, of you know, GBP lineups are going to be uh, guys that score a lot of goals, right? It's going to be full of, of those guys. Um, I think a comparable sport is probably baseball and hockey because those, yeah. those sports are event-oriented sports, whereas basketball, which is one of our favorite sports for sure, it's, it's more consistent because you, you have a plethora of ways uh, to, to generate fantasy points, and typically the team totals uh, you know, are, are just significantly higher than what you see in a soccer match or a baseball match. Um, so I, I think soccer is is great, but as you mentioned, Davis, it's it really comes down to understanding the the rules and and how the the sport is scored uh, on DraftKings and FanDuel. So I would uh, I would sort of compare the cash game strategy to basketball, where you're you're really looking for floors. So, you know, you're looking for, so on, on DraftKings, you know, you're awarded points for crosses, which is, you know, a a diagonal, a diagonal ball played from outside the 18 yards box into the 18 yard box. You know, that counts from corner kicks that counts for free kicks, which is where, you know, someone gets fouled and they're, they deliver that ball into the box. And generally speaking on most teams, there are really only one or two guys who are going to be on the pitch at any given time who are responsible for them. So, you know, some of the, like, for example, you know, guys, people know, uh, Lionel Messi would take a lot of those kicks for Barcelona. Someone like Cristiano Ronaldo actually is not very often taking those kicks for Juventus or the team that he used to play for, Real Madrid. You know, he is more of a goal scorer. So in, in cash games, you're really looking at, uh, you know, you you really are looking at guys who are going to be able to rack those statistics up as opposed to uh, goal. I mean, obviously, you know, goals and assists are going to be nice. And when a team is, a, you know, an absolutely massive favorite, their their chances of of scoring a goal are are really going to increase. I mean, that is actually this is actually another great discussion point, which is that 
So in American sports, we are pretty used to all the teams being sort of close in skill level, right? Like right. the Golden State Warriors in their 72 win season, they were they were what? I mean, minus 600 favorites over the Phoenix Suns, right? In in soccer, which is a low scoring sport, you will routinely see teams be like minus 2000 favorites. You'll see you'll see teams getting beat by 3, 4, 5 goals because <clears throat> the way that soccer works there there's no salary cap you you're there's no limit to how good your team can be mm-hmm. and there also you know there's not as much revenue sharing and uh you know ways to make the leagues equal so so for example in the German Bundesliga we have a game this first weekend Bayern Munich over Union Berlin i mean one player for Bayern Munich might make as much money in one year as the entire franchise of Union Berlin would make in one season. So I, th- I think that's one of the hardest things for people to get used to uh, when looking at once when looking at uh, European sports versus American sports. Yeah, certainly. And kind of like over here in the United States, right, the, the, the higher end of these teams are going to perform really well. The lower end are, are just, they're, they're really bad. So from, from that perspective, it's, it's similar. Uh, I guess from a, a, a matchup perspective, you know, you mentioned the Bayern Munich uh, match that's coming up uh, this Sunday. Uh, it's a team that has 55 points on the season against a team with 30 points. I mean, the, the quality of these teams, are, it's it's a very wide. So I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Davis, how about this? Clean sheets for defenders and goalkeepers. That's also part uh, of the scoring, at least on DraftKings it is. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit on on that scoring? So this is actually, this is to me very fascinating and really deals with a lot of the game theory uh, that we're trying to work with in soccer. So, you know, again, because a large way that defenders are going to score points, you know, defenders are not going to score goals. They're not going to deliver assists mm-hmm. all that often. There are right. some fullbacks. So there, you know, there are two different types of defenders. There are center backs and there are fullbacks. The center backs, their job sounds exactly like what it sounds like. They stay back. They sit in front of the goal and they try and keep, you know, they try and keep opposing players from scoring. You know, their, their primary job is defensive fullbacks in, you know, the modern game of soccer. Their job is yes, you know, they do a lot of defending. They do a lot of tracking back, but really a big part of their job is going to be delivering those crosses um, into the box. So, you know, if you think about it, uh, a team that's up 1-0, 2-0, the fullbacks are going to have way less incentive to go up and cross the ball. They're going to be playing a lot more defense because mm-hmm. the other team is going to be sitting there with the ball. They're going to be trying to push it up, and they're going to try and score, right? This this is pretty right. obvious. But So what you'll, what you'll find is that actually defenders who get that clean sheet bonus, who are eligible for that clean sheet bonus— they're going to actually lose out on a lot of attacking upside. So, you know, for example, let's uh, let's take, you know, the best the best right back in the world, Trent Alexander-Arnold. He plays for Liverpool. Liverpool won the Champions League. Trent Alexander-Arnold won, you know, best young player in the world. Uh, he plays on the national team for England. He takes a lot of corner kicks for both Liverpool and for his national team. He's very expensive when he is in the player pool on DraftKings. You are you are not playing him for that three points of clean sheet equity, which is worth you know you get you get half of an assist for the clean sheet. What you're actually playing him for is you're playing him for the crosses. You're playing him for that assist potential. Now it's a lot different with goalkeepers. You know you you would think you know and Pacheco, this actually is something you would be familiar with from hockey. In hockey, you I mean yes, you get a massive bonus for a shutout, right? So so yeah. finding a shutout is huge. But really, the win is not going to be as important as just the raw number of saves, right? Sure. You, you would actually, you would actually way rather prefer your goalie get um, in hockey. You would way rather your goalie get forty saves as opposed mm-hmm. to locking in, uh, as opposed to locking in that win. The same thing is going to be true in soccer. Now, the the number of saves you're going to get is not near as high. Uh, but you would you would really rather prefer you 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 would want to get a cheap goalie so you know you you do not spend very much of your salary and you want that goalie to just rack up you know 
save on top of save because the you know a lot of the goalies are not going to have a ton of ceiling. We will uh, dig even more into this when we get back from break here on the Daily Roto Hour. Uh, there's a, there's a lot to cover here with Soccer DFS on DraftKings and FanDuel, and we will continue to do so as well as looking at some of the games that we are going to see on Sunday. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Daily Roto Hour here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined today by Christopher Pacheco as we continue to run through uh, the the German Bundesliga, but really more as a whole, you know, kind of how to play daily fantasy and gamble on uh, German soccer or or soccer, everything. I mean, everything that we are talking about today on the show, you are going to be able to use these lessons going forward. So when we we left off from break, we were talking about goalkeeper scoring, <laughs> and uh, you know, this is this is going to be really instructive. But so so Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, uh, RB Leipzig, these are these are the best teams in Germany. Uh, for England, it's going to be Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United. Their goalkeepers, on average, on DraftKings in a fifty thousand dollars salary cap, are going to cost in between fifty five hundred and six thousand. But Pacheco, the only way that they earn their salary is to get a win and a clean sheet. So that means that they can't allow a goal and they have to win the game. And even then, they're really not going to get more than two or three saves. So like, you just you can't get. 20 points out of them very often and uh you know who who wants to live that way like i mean in hockey like how are you going about selecting goalies i assume it's very similar oh certainly uh honestly sometimes i realize that my goalie is not going to get the win or, or be a legitimate dog to get that win but the saves upside is like into the 40s potentially uh and i I would rather take that sort of of save potential than say a goalie that is a minus 200 300 favorite uh in a matchup where they shouldn't allow that many goals uh to me that's just not as valuable because i don't think that the upside is just warrants my attention the other thing is typically and i i think in soccer it works this way too the guys that have the higher save upside but are are underdogs 
they're going to be priced that way on DraftKings. So they're not going to yes. be priced as the highest goalkeepers. Yeah, so the, it, it's it's actually this very interesting scenario where the guys who have the highest ceilings are actually priced the lowest. Now, granted, those guys can also get, I mean, there's been plenty of slates where I've gotten minus four, minus six, minus eight, because, yeah. you know, for every goal that you give up as a goalie, you lose two points on DraftKings. But, you know, for example, a, a game where you give up five goals but get seven saves, that's plus four points. And they're like, I mean, so if for, for again, for an example, if Bayern Munich wins a game 4-1, so you lose, you lose the, the five points for the clean sheet, you get the five points for the win, you get, uh, you know, maybe four points for a save. I mean, we're talking under 10 points for a guy that you spent $6,000 of your salary on. So what you will pretty consistently see is that the best players in cash games are not going to be spending all the way up on goalie, but also... For these massive tournaments, it's all about ceiling. You're not going to want to select expensive goalies for ceiling in these tournaments because so rarely are they going to get 20-point performances. You're, you're so much more likely to get that outlier performance of a goalkeeper basically, I mean, basically just getting lucky and running into mm -hmm. 10 saves. Because what you're going to see with those performances is, you know, it's going to be bad teams that are up against good teams, and it's just too frustrating for them to score you know it's like it's like uh do you remember do you remember when the the buffalo sabers were like the worst team ever in mm -hmm. the nhl that one season where they just tanked out so hard uh, i mean mm -hmm. their goalie could see 50 shots a night pretty reasonably and even if he let in five goals he was still gonna have the most saves of the slate yeah i guess the the challenge in soccer if you compare it is that you're not gonna get that amount of saves uh, but I, I think in soccer, 10 saves is a pretty meaningful I mean, amount. Yeah, 10 is like a lot. I mean, even yeah. like a like a like a five save game with mm -hmm. two goals given up is going to like there. There are a lot of times where you're just happy to get positive points because it's not a high scoring position. Also, right. Very important to know, you know, you're you're sacrificing at goalie so that you can have better midfielders, better defenders, better forwards, you know, the way uh, the way that the game works on DraftKings, which I guess we should talk about. So, you know, the game on DraftKings, we have two forward slots, two midfielders, two defenders, one goalkeeper, uh, and one utility slot. Uh, in, in general, your highest amount of salary is going to be dedicated at forward because those are, you know, those are the best players in the world. Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, Robert Lewandowski, uh, Sergio Aguero, you know, for, for the Premier League. Uh, however, the players that we like the most for fantasy are oftentimes going to be midfielders, Pacheco, because those are the players that, you know, for a, not every team, you know, this is this is it's not universally true, but for many teams, uh, those are going to be the players who deliver the corner kicks and the free kicks and have that really high floor. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And also at the forward position, there's guys, right, that legitimately have upside in the high 30s, potentially even squeaking into the 40s if they have monster games. Going back to that goalkeeper conversation, Davis, if a goalkeeper runs into 20 drafting points, I mean, that's like, that might be the game of the season. Obviously, yeah, they're that, not that, that breaks yeah. the slate. If a, if a goalie gets right. 20, that complete, you're not, you can't win without him. Also, I realize that go that goalkeepers are not going to be priced as midfielders, right? So most of the time, they're not going to exceed six thousand dollars in salary. But it's important to understand that by paying down at goalkeeper, not only do you improve your ceiling at that position most of the times, but you also improve your ceiling throughout the rest of your lineup because you have more money available at forward and at mid, and those are really the the positions that are going to make you money in in soccer. Yeah, those are those are just in general clearly the positions that like the the clear way that you want to create lineups is you'd like to have as many guys you'd like to have as many guys in your lineup as possible who have a floor. So, you know, the ways that the ways that you generate a floor in DraftKings soccer are, you know, guys who take a lot of shots because you get 1 point for a shot and then an extra point if that shot lands on goal. Guys who cross the ball a ton, so those are, you know, guys who play kind of like wide, like there are wide forwards who cross the ball in open play, and then guys who cross the ball from free kicks and corner kicks. Sometimes you get guys who play, you know, who do both of those things. Like, so, you know, for example, in the Bundesliga, someone like uh, Matthew Caligari, or Daniel Caligari, rather, who plays for Schalke. He is both a wide midfielder who is going to get a ton of points that way, right. but also he takes some of their 
dead balls. And then the, the other thing that you can do is, and, and this is generally more, uh, this is a, a much more highly variant strategy, but obviously, um, you know, you can, you can select players that forward whose only job is to score goals. So, you know, right. these are players who play strictly striker, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo style players who uh, they, they go out, they are not going to get very many touches of the ball. They're not going to shoot all that often, but they have a really wide range of outcomes. You know, we call these, uh, you know, 0, 12, or 24 players because they, they get no statistics, but you get 12 points for a goal, you know, 10 points for the goal, two points for the shot on goal. And then if they score again, they're going to get 24 points because they have gotten their second goal with that second shot. And those players are very frustrating for cash game players or players who really generate their lineups based off of floors as opposed to ceilings because uh i actually this is a game as we were talking about you know there there is so much variance and it is very similar to hockey it is very similar to baseball you know even if the the best daily fantasy player in the world were to play a really poor player you know as long as that really poor player was rostering players that had the ability to score goals it just would be hard for one player to be that favored over another player in a head-to-head because of how much goals change the equation yeah certainly um Here's a, a good question, uh, Davis, and one that we can tie into the game that's happening on Sunday, uh, the game that features Bayern Munich. So how contrarian can you really get in soccer? Obviously, Bayern is going to be the, the massive favorites here. They're going to be the ones that, that should score the more amount of goals uh, over Union Berlin most of the time. But do you even entertain the idea of selecting Union Berlin players? It's going to be a really short slate. And so, you know, trying to get contrarian with, say, Bayern is, is going to be very unlikely because I, I would assume that they're going to be the, the most popular team, not just on the slate, but typically on most slates. Yeah, most slates, you know, the the you are going to see extreme chalk center on those guys. Uh, one thing I will say is this is not like – you know, what what we've been talking about with the deuce on bears, just, you know, being that insane chalk every single night. There are guys in soccer who are locks, right? Like like actual locks, like to the point where they are good plays in 10,000 person tournaments at 50% ownership. So, you know, oftentimes we can see midfielders who are, you know, they take penalty kicks for their team, they take corner kicks for their team, they take free kicks for their team, they shoot in open place, you know, non-dead ball situations, and those guys can be underpriced. So, you know, someone like Kevin De Bruyne for Manchester City, if he's $8,000 out of a $50,000 salary cap, I could build 500 teams and I would not end up, you know, not rostering him on one of those teams. So, a lot of the times there's not value in being contrarian on those guys where there is value in being contrarian is at goalie, as we talked about. So, you know, you don't really want to play a chalk goalie because those outcomes are going to be so variant. And, you know, a great, a great way to embrace that variance is going to be at forward. So maybe not, maybe not a union Berlin forward, but maybe we get, uh, you know, Eintracht Frankfurt as an underdog and we select one of their forwards because they're not a, you know, they're not a massive underdog, you know, maybe, maybe a plus 200 underdog, a plus 250 underdog, like you could roster a forward for one of those teams if they are a good forward, you know, they have good numbers, they have good goal scoring records, even against teams that are slightly better than them. Uh, that That's really the way I would embrace being contrarian. But, you know, there, and this is something that definitely there is a learning curve with in uh, soccer DFS, but there, there are some guys who are just so good and who are so consistent at scoring points that you're pretty much not fading them, you know, regardless of projected ownership. Yeah, that that does make a lot of sense. I just wonder if you can even entertain the idea of playing, uh, you know, players in a team that that are not favored to win or like are massive underdogs uh, on a slate. Say, for example, this this uh, Union team that's that's uh, going to be in action on Sunday. Do you even do you even try to roster them? You know, are they even decent MME plays? In like a in like a three four game slate, I think you know plus twelve hundred dogs. Like even in like a hundred and fifty max, like you you mm-hmm. really are not wanting to go there. Where uh, where you find you know interesting questions on like what do you do with these teams that are you know massive massive underdogs is uh, 
showdown, right? Because we are going to get yeah. showdown slates on DraftKings where, and we've had them in the past where we have, you know, Manchester City versus Burnley, right? Or, uh, you know, Liverpool versus uh, Nor- Norwich City, like just these super, super massive underdogs. And where you will, uh, where you will find a ton of value, where you will find a ton of value in that is rostering the goal scoring players for Union Berlin. Cause they're going to like, you know, the, the Union Berlin forward is going to come in at, 10% owned in a game where there are only 22 possible players. You know, sure. maybe no one will take him at the captain slot at all. And in that situation, you're really looking at yourself and you're saying, you know, you like, well, what am I doing? Am I am I playing to am I playing to min cash here or am I playing to to win? And so I think, you know, your tournament mix should really include some of those goal scoring players from these super huge underdogs. So we're gonna head to break here on the Daily Roto Hour. When we get back, we are going to talk the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, gambling golf, the match. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Daily Roto Hour here on SportsGrid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Chris Pacheco. As we continue running through some questions that we have about uh, soccer DFS, the German Bundesliga, so on and so forth. And probably Mm -hmm. the last thing that we need to talk about from a theory perspective, you know, we've covered, you know, chase guys who are going to be, you know, acquiring those peripheral points via crosses, uh, assisted shots and everything like that. And uh, but we, we need to talk about stacking because. Uh, you know, unlike unlike football, uh, unlike baseball, uh, it, it actually, you know what, I would kind of compare it to <laughs> soccer, Pacheco, where there is a limited number of fantasy points available. You know, really in baseball, you could you could score an infinite number of fantasy points. There there would not be yep. anything stopping a team from scoring 100 runs sure. that that can't really happen in soccer because th- there's a time limit. Correct. And, and I think it's a really important thing to talk about because in, in any, in hockey, uh, you know, line matching and, and line stacking is really, really important. So my question to you, Davis was going to be how popular 
is stacking and most most importantly how like how optimal is it for us to say okay i'm gonna start every lineup with a three-man stack a two-man stack is that even a thing in soccer dfs or are we not even worried about stacking at all in the sport so i think there are some some small elements of correlation that we should be paying attention to uh and and one of them is really counterintuitive but it's actually defenders against the opposing goalkeeper so if you have two fullbacks you know a left back and a right back against the opposing goalkeeper essentially what you're saying is that other goalkeeper is up you know 2-0 3-0 or whatever so that means the fullbacks on the other team are you know they're going to be set to charge they're going to be running up the field and uh and pumping in crosses then the other example that we are going to have of that uh, is just going to be, you know, the the multiple forward combo. So, you know, two guys who play on the same team, you know, maybe a, a midfielder or a forward. And those guys' job uh, or those guys' outcomes are going to be related because they can assist one another for goals, you know, obviously. And, and that's going to be that's going to be nice. You know, the uh, the assist, uh, one guy passes it to the other one. The other guy scores. You get 18 points out of that combo. That's pretty nice. But the the correlation um, does not exist in the way that it does. It, it's it's sort of like quarterback wide receiver, uh, except right. that instead of you know two wide receivers, a tight end, and a running back, there are you know six other guys on the team. I mean, really ten other guys on the team who or, or nine other guys, not including the uh, the goalie, who can you know sort of all be involved in that process outcome. So I would I would like not force it maybe like if i was hand building teams in you know like uh the 50 dollars single entry the 333 or whatever um i would want some you know forward midfielder combos for the same team but i right. i wouldn't really ever do more than three guys because th at that point you're saying well this team's gonna score like five goals or something and that's just a really rare outcome overall yeah that, that does make sense it, which leads me to believe that defensemen as far as correlation is concerned because of where they play on the field because they're not heavily involved in the the goal scoring process they shouldn't be a part of correlation at all is that is that correct so i would say as a general rule of thumb you would not want to correlate them with other offensive players the thing you'll find though is that some teams and not not universally and this is where like you know, knowing about like how this, how this team plays, how this team plays, how that team plays, so on and so forth um, is, is really useful. But there are some defenders, some defender eligible players who are really good offensive players and their primary role with their team is to distribute the ball. You know, there, there can be defenders who have, you know, 10, 15, 20 assists over the course of the season. You know, the guy that we talked about in um, the first segment, I believe Trent Alexander Arnold, I mean, he had, he, he, I believe had over 15 assists this season which is like you know there there are uh you know tons of ways that he can be in gpp winning lineups uh with his teammates so i i think there are there are some defenders that are 12 assists i i misspoke there um mm -hmm. but yeah there there are some defenders who are going to have a more offensive role many of them are going to you know over the course of the year two goals five assists whatever that's a really good season for right. them so uh yeah you know there, there's some reason to it but you're not going to heavily correlate them so here's another, and, and probably my, my final question that's really meaningful. Um, there are injury news in soccer. Obviously, even this weekend, I, I realized that some of these games on Saturday uh, have kind of big injury situations like Sancho for BBB uh, is questionable. Uh, Marco yeah. Reus is, is questionable for BBB. Uh, actually, he's out for BBB. Yeah, he's, he's out. Not he's be just playing. not playing. Uh, he's not going to be playing at all. Um, where do I find uh, what? Like, what's the best source of information for soccer, and where do I find the starting lineups? Because obviously, that's that's something that's really meaningful in the sport. So, luckily, as far as lineups go, very rarely are you going to be left hanging because every every league that has uh, stuff on DraftKings there. It's like, uh, it's the league requirement that the lineup has to be posted an hour before. Um, you know, there are a lot of reasons for this. Some, some leagues are more comfortable with gambling, uh, than others. And, you know, there are just, there are a lot of reasons why this is true. 
So, you know, if you just Twitter search uh, Dortmund lineup, Bayern Munich lineup, you'll you'll find it. I have a Twitter list. If you go to twitter.com slash Davis Maddock, you go to lists. I have a soccer DFS list. All of them will be there. Uh, DraftKings actually has green check marks for, for players that are in. And then uh, uh, a red, uh, their name shows up in red if they are not in the lineup. Um, the, I, I like going to Twitter, though, to uh, see the formations. So formations are going to be really important for daily fantasy soccer. You know, as we talked about, players who play on the outside, good, because they cross the ball. Players who play on the inside, not as much. Every once in a while, you'll see a guy in a position, you know, a guy on DraftKings is listed at defender, but actually he's playing winger. So that stuff is all important to know. But I mean, really, Twitter is going to be your best friend. Um, Sometimes we do have slates on DraftKings with different start times. Luckily, that is not the case this first weekend. But a lot of times there will be slates where, you know, one game starts at 11 in the morning and then it's structured for TV that the other game starts at two in the afternoon. So that, you know, immediately when the first game is done, the second game starts. Those are games where, you know, finding projected lineups and stuff are going to be more important. And, and uh, the, the best resource that I found for those is whoscored.com. It's a you know, free free website. You, know, you, know, you don't have to pay anything for it. And they have, they have previews and stats and everything. And that, that's kind of a, a great place to go for researching soccer. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. Shall we talk um, some golf? At this point, because I, I know there's a, a really important event coming up this week, actually multiple ones, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we have a couple, we have a couple, you know, uh, celebrity matches coming up, which is that, uh, and this, I mean, you can bet this on the DraftKings sportsbook, you can bet this on the FanDuel sportsbook, but it is basically um, a replay of the match, which is mm-hmm. Phil versus Tiger, and uh, they did this, uh, they did this once before, and uh, in in 2018. And, uh, and, and Phil won, right. And, and Phil won Mm. as the underdog and, you know, most people, they were, the, the money was steaming in on tiger. And I actually read this great article on ESPN that, uh, this, when this game first happened in 2018, they said that the, you know, the amount of money wagered at sports books was sort of just like, you know, a midsize NBA game, but the sports books now are saying like, this is a big event. We are getting a ton of money wagered on this. So the price, I thought, was pretty interesting. Woods and Peyton are favored at minus 230. Mickelson and Brady at plus 184. Pacheco, tr- try this Try this take on for size. Mm-hmm. Tiger does not care about this event. Tiger, what, what does Tiger care? And and also, furthermore, what does Peyton care, right? What I, yeah. Whereas I think Brady and Mickelson are so much more likely to take this super seriously. Yeah, well, I could I could certainly see Mickelson taking this very seriously. From what I remember uh, in the match, which I, I thought was a fantastic uh, TV, like it was fantastic TV. I wish they did that uh, more often with golf players, yeah. not just like Tiger and, and Phil, but just just other golf players uh, that that are good for TV. Um, it didn't seem like like Tiger was into it. But you could tell that, like, it just meant more for Phil, who's yeah. who's always lived behind the shadow of of Tiger. Um, Tiger just didn't seem like, like if he if he lost, okay, you know, there, there's there's no downside uh, for him to to lose. Whereas when Phil won, it was elation, right? It was like the most unbelievable thing uh, he he's ever done. So I, I certainly can can get behind that take. Uh, thing is. I think Payne has like he has more of an opportunity to be out on the golf course than Brady does. So like I think that's also a thing. Payne, because he's been retired, can just hit the golf course whenever. And I think he he actually might be a little bit of a better player than Brady from a golfing perspective. Yeah. So um, what uh, uh, we we got some uh, we actually have some hard hitting research here. Um, okay which was that uh, uh, a couple guys basically went back and watched Brady and, and Peyton play at some charity events. And we have the estimate that Tom Brady is like an eight handicap and Manning is like a six handicap. So, you know, what What I think is sort of interesting about that is that uh, the Tiger Peyton side seems to have the better golfer from both sides. You know, we all think mm-hmm. Woods is better than Mickelson. And if, uh, you know, if Manning is better than Brady, uh, I, I think maybe these odds, I think maybe these odds aren't fair. I think even at minus 230 on the uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook, I, I think I am going to bet the Woods side just based on, you know, thinking those guys are slightly better. 
even if I believe that Brady and Phil are going to take it more seriously. Here's the other thing, too. For as much as I want to say, you know, Tiger doesn't care, and I think you're you're more of that camp, too, that this is just more meaningful for, for Phil than it is for Tiger. I also can't – I can't begin to, to understand, okay, Tiger loses two in a row to Phil. Phil's always going to let him know about this. I mean, he already does uh, on the side, jokingly. Like, it feels like every single time – that they're on TV or being interviewed. Phil's always bringing something up about the match and about, about how he won. I for, I, for the life of me, can't imagine him winning two in a row. Tiger would never hear the end of it. So I think there's some incentive for him to at least, you know, go out there and, and win. Yeah, I think that's probably true. We also have another celebrity match. Well, not celebrity. This one's actually legit. Rory and Dustin versus Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf. Uh, this this might be the lock of the year. Rory Rory and Dustin over Ricky and Wolf uh, on on FanDuel right now. They're listed as minus one ninety five favorites. Um, if you're gonna make any sports bets during quarantine, go bet go bet DJ and Rory over over Fowler and uh, over Fowler and Wolf. Just just lock that money away. So uh, initially, actually, still right now, I, I still don't understand why the price is the way it is. I mean, they're they're minus one ninety five favorites, and I, is this because like Ricky's actually real, a really good golfer? Obviously, is, is that why the price is the way it is? Because to my understanding, this should have been like way more tilted on Rory's and, and Dustin's favor. And right now, well, it, it's it also, isn't. it's also because it's uh, a skins match, which sort of messes with the scoring. It's, it's not a straight up strokes match, but we're right. going to go ahead and head to break real quick. And we'll uh, continue this when we get back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our final segment here on SportsGrid TV. This is the Daily Roto Hour with Davis Maddock and Christopher Pacheco. And we thought that we would sort of just finalize the show today by looking at a couple fantasy football situations. You know, I've been I've been arguing 
with people, you know, been working on my projections over on sportsgrid.com. And uh, so I, one of the one of the situations that I think is incredibly hard to project is the target share for the Las Vegas Raiders. So we have uh, Jalen Richard. we have to project. You know, he's going to be taking some targets that he did last year. We have Lynn Bowden Jr. we're adding to the equation. We have Brian Edwards we're adding to the equation. We have a fully healthy Hunter Renfro. We have Jason Witten. We have Henry Ruggs. I mean, just what, what, what do we think this passing game is going to look like? This might be the most difficult situation to project in all of fantasy football, uh, right? I mean, we also have Tyrell Williams, uh, who was a part of the team last year. And when he went healthy, he was actually doing quite well. The, the challenge with Tyrell was when he got hurt, uh, he just disappeared uh, altogether. And Gruden didn't have that many positive notes uh, on him. But he returns uh, th- this season as well. I don't think he's going to be part of, of the f- team's future because the team just you know drafted like 10 wide receivers. I mean, Henry Ruggs got, it was the first receiver off the board uh as well which i i think you know typically those type of guys they're gonna be you know your alpha top of wide receivers you know davis there's a chance that that rugs doesn't even see alpha type of volume uh right away in fact you could argue that he's not going to see you know wide receiver one volume uh, potentially the entire season uh i would think that if tyrell williams is healthy uh, he would get potentially, you know, more of the, the lion share of, of targets. Um, same with the tight end situation. Like, I think it's it's a really difficult one. You know, Jacobs, I mean, what to make of him? It seems like he should be more involved in the passing game. But, you know, will he? That That is going to be a, a really difficult thing. Because for his value, he needs targets um, for, for him to be more valuable in fantasy football. And last year, he barely saw any. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I actually think that Jacobs kind of got screwed by the drafting of Lynn Bowden Jr. I, I think that uh, mm-hmm. Lynn Bowden Jr. showing up basically not only not only um, did uh, did Lynn Bowden Jr. show up, but uh, they re-signed Jalen Richard. So I, I think they're just pretty much saying to us, we don't ever think Josh Jacobs is going to have a significant pass catching workload in Las Vegas, I guess, not Oakland, Las Vegas. And to me, that makes him a huge sell. Sure, sure. And what about Hunter Renfro? I mean, he was a he was a hot list coming into the offseason before the draft. What does that draft tell us? Is, does that just pretty much tell us that this guy is like the fourth or fifth best target on the team now? Like, is he not even a starter at this point, given the Raiders move? It's, it's really puzzling to think about his future and, th- and think about how these targets are going to be spread out. I, I, we still haven't even talked about Darren Whaler, who is going to have a should have a meaningful uh, role on the team. You know, what does his target share look like? Does it get scaled back, you know, to say 18 percent or even below that? I guess with all these targets, it's it's all it's all on the table. So. I I was never really a Renfro guy to believe with I uh, to begin with. I think that you know kind of what Vegas would like to do is they would like to play a combo of Jason Witten and Foster Moreau as their like inline tight end, and then sort of use Waller in the slot with Rugs out on one side, uh, Tyrell Williams outside on the other, and you know kind of rotate Renfro in with the tight ends. Uh, in that rotate Lynn Bowden Jr. in the slot some. Like, I, I think that Renfro and Jacobs, and I mean, obviously Tyrell, I think all of those guys should basically be viewed as, uh, you know, just like huge losers from the way that uh, free agency and the NFL draft went. I, I think that um, really the guys I expect to be winners from this is really only rugs. I think rugs landed in a spot where they're going to kind of force feed him targets, maybe not as a rookie, but I, I expect him to be a winner from the way the draft went. I mean, I expect him to be a winner too. I, it's just given all the names that we have here, it makes it difficult for me to believe that he's going to see that sort of volume right away. I think as the season, you know, continues on and wears on, I think he has a real possibility of being the top target uh, in, in a Raiders uniform. My guess is you're going to say Ruggs is your top target. But if I if I had to tell you, you know, who who is your very top target in this offense, doesn't matter the position. It can be running back, uh, tight end, or wide receiver. What will be your answer? 
I think year one of rugs, I think it's going to be Waller. I think Waller will see about 18% of the targets for this team. And I think that a large chunk of those targets are going to come at the beginning of the season. And I think as the season goes on, Ruggs learns the playbook. Ruggs gets comfortable with Derek Carr. Carr gets comfortable with Ruggs. Wouldn't surprise me if that shifts. And over the second half of the year, Waller fades, Tyra Williams fades, and Ruggs, you know, maybe maybe over the last six weeks of the season, Ruggs sees like a 20% target share or something like that. I, I think I could mm-hmm. see that happening. I could certainly see that happening too. What about Brian Edwards? I mean, he, he seems like a guy that could go in there and, and potentially be a, a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. You know, what are your thoughts on him? Is he is he a starter based on the way that, that the Raiders drafted him? Or is he just going to be another guy on this team? I sort of think that he is another guy. I know that there are people who really like him, you know, thought he was a, a really productive player uh, in college. But I, I um I, I am I am out on him. I like so his he's going as like uh the 18th player off the board in rookie drafts right now. Uh non superflex, you know, closer to like 21, 22 in superflex, but I don't really I don't I don't see the long-term upside with him, you know, being in the same draft class as Rugs and Lynn Bowden Jr. who might switch to wide receiver at some point, you know, like he was a wide receiver for part-time in college. Um, so like, I, I don't really see it with him at all. He's, he's not one of my boys. So I'm thinking that the a situation that's perhaps a little bit more clear cut is Philadelphia, simply because I think Jalen Rager has a real shot here of being wide receiver one, like throughout the season. Uh, is that where you're at with Philadelphia? I know past Rager, things get really messy. Yeah, things get uh, things get really really messy with uh, things get really really messy with their offense because you know we we do expect them to probably play two high t- two tight ends as yeah. sort of their base set. So we think that uh, you know we think that they're going to have a ton of Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz out Zach Ertz out there. So that likely means that uh, you know JJ Arcega Whiteside, Alshon Jeffrey, Greg Ward, uh, all of those guys are really competing for one slot because we we again we probably think that uh, you know right away we're going to get Jalen Rager as a starting player, and we don't we don't know if you know we we do not know if Alshon Jeffrey's even going to be with the team. You know we heard rumors that he was going to get cut this offseason. Now we've heard he might start on the pup list. But on the other hand, we're also hearing he's going to be a major part of the offense. I don't, I don't really know. But I think with all the questions, like is JJ Arcega Whiteside even good? Is yeah. Greg Ward even good? Like I, I actually think that Rager of all the rookie wide receivers, you know, more than Judy, more than Lamb, more than Ruggs, I it wouldn't surprise me if Rager was the most targeted rookie wide receiver of all these guys because there's no one. If if Alshon is not healthy or Alshon's not on the team, who's taking targets from Jalen Rager? Yeah, what about uh, what about Deshaun Jackson? Because I think the, the, he at this point in his career, I think Deshaun Jackson is more of a part time player. But I yeah. think he has a he has a chance of of being that second guy behind Rager. In fact, I think they 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 could profile even similarly. But if if you know, say for example, Al- Alshon is just not healthy or just not on with the team, I think Deshaun is easily the se- the second best wide receiver on this team, Davis. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing is, is Deshaun Jackson has played like in three games over the last two years. Um, he is, you know, well into his uh, well into his 30s at this point. Like, I just I don't know if there is a a role left for him to be a meaningful player. So uh, his his last year in Tampa Bay, he played in 10 games was targeted 74 times. Now, granted, he did have uh, 18.9 yards per reception. Mm-hmm. Last year was only able to play in three games, targeted 10 times, but hasn't played a full season. Uh, he played 15 games in 2016, so we'll give him that, but missed mm-hmm. a bunch of time in 2015, missed games in 2017. Missed, and, and by the way, so he played 14 games in 2017, and he was bad uh, 47 yards mm. per game only three touchdowns so i i think i am probably basically just writing him off as um a player at this not not writing him off but i mm. think the, if the eagles get anything out of deshaun jackson so like let's say they don't cut him or anything i think if they get anything out of him they have to be happy he's probably a situational player at best 
That makes that makes sense. I, it's just difficult because a lot of these guys, like like a Greg Ward, I really just see him being a guy uh, at yeah. best. JJ Arcega Whiteside, I thought he was going to be more than a guy. Yeah, I he thought really he was going to be great. Me too, and he just looked. I mean, he he just looks like another guy. So it's, I think past Rager, it gets really difficult. And I think you're right. Of all the rookie receivers, Rager is set up to be in a really good spot for volume. The other one that I, I thought was was great from a volume perspective potentially uh, was Denzel Mims because uh, there's just not a lot of competition of targets uh, behind them. Obviously, the team signed Brashad Perriman. This is the New York Jets. They signed Perriman to to be that guy. Um, but Pyramid doesn't have the history of, of being that guy. He was just recently uh, the guy in, in Tampa Bay when they had all those injuries. So I think Mims is the other receiver, rookie receiver, that's in a really good spot for volume in year one. Yeah, I, I think that is. Um, I think that's likely true. And I mean, what a what a bummer for our Sega wide side. I mean, this team was playing street free agents at mm-hmm. wide receiver in a playoff game over him. You know, our Sega wide side sitting there on the team. They just spent a second round pick on him and they're playing Greg Ward and Deontay Burnett. And I mean, even they were playing literal backup tight ends. They were playing um, <laughs> Richard Rogers uh, as, as, uh, as like their, their second wide receiver, you know, third tight end out there on the field instead of playing our Sega wide side. And I guess, I guess that is a, uh, you know, I guess we never know how good these wide receivers are going to be until they get on their field. Okay. The, the last question before we get out of here real quick, who do we think is going to be third in targets for Seattle behind DK Metcalf, behind Tyler Lockett? Do we think it's such a mess at the tight end position that we don't know? Do we think it might be Chris Carson? Uh, you know, just, I mean, what what's going to happen at the third wide receiver for Seattle? Oh, my best guess is it's going to be, a, it's going to be the tight end. Um, I, I mean, it's a good assumption to go with Carson too. It, the best assumption is really, we, we don't know, but if, if I had to to guess right now, it's it's going to be a tight end. Yeah, I think that is. Um, I think that's probably true. You know, it could be could be Greg Olson, could be Will Disley, could be Jacob Hollister. Yeah. Who knows? But we will find out. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to and watching the Daily Roto Hour here on Sports Grid today. Uh, you know, I hope everyone enjoys the match. Hope everyone is enjoying their Bundesliga soccer. You know, as more sports come back, we will give you even more daily fantasy and gambling content. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it and good luck this weekend. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.